Happy Monday morning, folks. Rico Bessé, motivation in a mini. Just scoot, scooting along here on my commute to work. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. How was your weekend? My weekend uh, was good. It was solid. Had a had a day of uh, to-do list and taking care of things, and a and a day of well, still doing things, but. Uh, but getting a little more rest in there. Ah, so, did you have a good weekend? Seriously? Get some stuff done? Or at a minimum, just recharge your batteries? I really hope so. Because it's gonna be another challenging weekend. It will be, I promise. The more and more we uh, accept the fact that something is not going to go according to plan this week, that something isn't gonna go right, that all your well thought out, laid out plans, something's gonna have to, something's gonna have to give. I promise you that. And you don't know what it is or what it could be, major, minor, but you gotta be ready to pivot. And that is life, folks. That that is life in a nutshell. You know it. You experience it all the time. If you don't, please hit me up. Text me. Call me. My number is 757-842-1333. And seriously, text or call me as soon as you hear this. If every week your plan... It goes according to plan. Like, no issues, no hiccups. Everything works out great. And consistently, right? This isn't last week everything went great. No, no. I want to know that you typically don't have any hiccups. Because that could be you are the anomaly. There's always the anomaly, right? Everybody always likes to point to the anomaly when they talk about quote-unquote absolutes, right? So there's always the outlier, the anomaly that just doesn't fall in line with certain things. Possibility one. Possibility two is is that you're just not risking enough. You're not sticking your neck out enough. You were playing it very safe. And therefore, in your realm of playing it safe, yeah, everything's going to go great. Zero issues. You've thought of everything that could go wrong and decided not to venture into those woods and therefore, you've, you've given zero opportunity for something exciting to happen either way. And I would love to talk about why you're doing that as well. Because for some, they would say that's living a sheltered life. I mean, once again, I've always preached to each his own. You don't need to be me. You don't need to be anybody else. You just need to be the best version of you is all I really care about but so long as right now you're thinking about whether it's last week there was a a, a hiccup in your plan something that didn't go right and this could have been at home at work 
even on your commute, right? On your commute, if you are commuting, <laughs> please don't, please stay at home, be safe. And I just say that because it's less traffic for me. It's really a selfish reason I want you to stay home. I have to go to work, so please stay home. But if even on your commute, you had to take a detour, hit some traffic, somebody almost hit you, that happens to me a lot, actually. At least once a week, I feel like somebody's going to hit me. And there's been a couple times where somebody almost hit me. But maybe you are working from home, and so your commute from your bedroom to your kitchen to your office... Maybe you stubbed your toe. Maybe you stepped on something. Maybe you got some complacency set in early in the morning. Maybe you're not uh, being as neat and tidy as you could be, not putting things away. Who knows what it is or could or will be in the future. But man, there's going to be something. And see, I am excited for it. I genuinely am. Once again, folks, attitude, it makes a world of difference. If I sat here Monday morning and go, oh, I wish everything goes well this week. I wish everything goes well this week. I hope I, hope I have zero issues. That's not being realistic. I hope and prayer, that's not how I want to operate my life at the mercy of somebody else being magnanimous, gracious, showing me some mercy. Now I'm going to do my best to execute my plan, but I can't wait for the chance to pivot. I can't wait for the chance to go, gotcha. You thought I didn't see you coming, but I did. You thought I'd freak out when this went down and I didn't and not just not the, not in the fact that in that moment I had all the answers no 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 but in that moment I knew I could find the answers that in that moment I had the resources the ability to either get to the answers myself or get assistance figuring out the solution to the, the problem so I look forward to it. This morning, this morning I get a, a text message from one of my workers saying they won't be in today. Had an issue. Can't get into the issue because it's private. I respect that. So issue comes up this morning. Worker can't come in. Oh wait, Mondays are days that we're short personnel anyways. But see, I had a plan. I had a plan when I looked at the schedule last night and realized that we had a lot going on today. And even for a short-staffed day with all my highly capable technicians, I was gonna be very, very thin. So somebody from our crew 
that is designated as work from home, but also supposed to be on call. Well, they got the call. <laughs> I texted them last night saying, I need you on site today. Now, is that fortuitous that just kind of, not saying playing it safe, I really just wanted to take care of my techs and my site. So I said, I need you on site. I need you to provide backup. I've got this many things going on. Something could fall through the cracks, something can give. And I need you on site. And they were like, Roger that. Sounds good. And now, fortuitously, I am down a person today. Hmm. So I wasn't even panicking this morning. I just moved around some assignments, sent out some text messages, made it happen. And even now I'm thinking, how's this gonna impact everything? I had a good plan yesterday. This definitely causes me to pivot. The person that I had scheduled for this has now got to cover that other person. But it was, it was this morning. I, I saw the text, I said, dang, that sucks. Not sucks as in like how it's gonna impact me. You know, the, the news was not good. I mean, they didn't call out because of a good thing typically, right? It's usually not a good reason why somebody has to call out. But they called out all the same. And didn't panic, didn't freak out, didn't act like, what are we going to do now? Thought about it for a minute, well, thought about it for about 10 or 15 minutes on what was priority. That is something I will share with you here on a quick tangent that from the military side of things, I I appreciate because a lot of the things that I've learned as a leader are once again from observing crappy leadership. I learned from other people's lessons and that's so huge, right? I, I, I learned how not to do things more so than how to do things. And that's okay. I'm good with that. I'll, I'll learn from other people's mistakes all day long. And a huge leadership mistake in the military is prioritization, right? You hear at quarters that there's like seven or eight things that have to get done. And, and they're all number one. They're all priority number one. It's not one through eight. It's here are eight things, get them all done. Well, which one's really important? Oh, they're all important. No, but, but seriously, you just gave me eight things. That's more than I can accomplish in this day. Something's probably going to give. Potentially something could, more than one thing could give, you know? Maybe I only get to five things on your list. What five things do you want me to get done? Nope, nope, get all eight things done. Because guess what, folks? If everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority. I will repeat that one more time. 
if everything is a priority, then nothing's a priority, right? If you can't say which has more focus, more importance, well, they all can't be important at the same level. And so that's something I learned from the military. Prioritization. What truly has to get done? What is going to keep me from going home or going to my rack? Or what's going to cause this ship not to get underway, right? To me, as a sailor on board a vessel, that was always priority number one. What is propulsion limiting? <laughs> For those that are nukes that listen, I'm sure you love the fact that I just said that. And so my analogy here in life, what is propulsion limiting? What's going to keep you from going forward or potentially backwards if you need to? If you're dead in the water, just like it sounds, you are dead. You are a sitting duck. You know that jets can't just get launched off a carrier, right? So here's also another quick tangent on how a carrier works. A carrier has to move through the water. You need to get a certain amount of wind speed across the flight deck in order to launch a, carrier, uh, launch a plane. Yes, we have catapults that, that will get them going really quick, all right? But they, they, it ends at the end of the flight deck and that's not that very far, right? 100 yards at best, not even, right? And as soon as it gets launched, in order to get create lift, right? You need a certain amount of airspeed across its wing. Well, the catapult is one element of helping that. The engines on it are obviously a second element of that. But then the carrier itself, by virtue of all the math involved, and it's no secret here, I'll tell you, it's about 30 knots. You typically need to get about 30 knots. You know, a knot is a little more than a mile per hour, so, but, so you gotta get over 30 miles per hour wind across a flight deck to launch planes. And there you go, launching planes 101. So a carrier where its main offense and defensive mechanism is the planes that it carries. If it's a sitting duck, it can't launch planes and there go, not only can it not do its mission, it can't just defend itself either. So dead in the water is one of our worst casualties. We have two reactors for a reason, redundancy. And so we, we practice the dead in the water drill, not terribly often, because a lot of things have to go south for it to occur, but we do practice it all the same. That just fell off your guest. That that really just happened. Um, some guy just pulled onto the road from the gas station, but he he didn't close his gas cap, and on top of that, he actually didn't tighten his gas cap all the way. So I just saw his gas cap fly out down the road, and. Uh, He's none the wiser.
See? I hope to do a an awesome fluid podcast today. And I'm on a tangent because Mr. True Green truck driver here uh, was, I don't know, felt in a rush, distracted, and uh, now his gas cap is about a mile back that way on the other side of the road. So prioritization, folks, please. That is that is critical. That is critical to being a leader, running an organization effectively. <clears throat> Your troops, they will appreciate it. Those that you're in charge of will greatly appreciate when they know what's important and what's not important. They understand you're going to ask a lot of them. You should. You should expect a lot of them. But when you give them a huge list of 10 things to do and they only get eight things done, hopefully it's the eight right things. Because I tell you what, if they don't do the two things on the list that you really want it done, whose fault is that? Let me see if I can yell at this guy. Nope. He's got AirPods on and he's distracted. It'll be all right. It's just gas cap. Check engine light will take care of that. Hopefully. Prioritization. So this morning, when I got th- thrown a curveball, I was like, well, what, what can give? Out of all the things I had planned to get done today, what's... I, and, and to me, that's, that's, it's always easier to do that, right? You have a lot of things you want to get done. You can go either way, right? And, and so just a little, a little advice here, right? You can either skin it as what has to happen, right? Like you can pick your top two, top three things. Of like these three things must happen. To me, I always think it's easier of what can I ignore? It's easier to make sure something gets ignored than making sure something gets done. So I set myself up for success. Get over. Oh my goodness, please. You can't drive down the middle of the road as much as you'd like to. That's not how it works. Um, So yeah, I think of what what can I just completely blow off and I'd be okay with that. And that's where I pivot. So I start from the bottom. What can give? Just like, you know, if you're you're bringing on water and you got to shed weight, right? What can I live without? What can I 86 right off the bat? So that's what I did this morning. I looked at the schedule, said if that doesn't get done or that takes forever to do because we're not giving it priority, then that is it. Thank you, UPS Maintenance. You have just elected yourself as a sacrificial anode. All right, I do want to talk about that. I, I love tangents, as you can tell. To me, it keeps the conversation interesting. So, uh, sacrificial anode, for those that aren't into boating or into chemistry, um, anytime you're you have a system where the chemistry can be volatile or uh, corrosive. 
you you know and usually it's in like a some kind of metal environment but it's specifically right for like a, like even for like a boat that's in the salt water which salt water highly corrosive to metals um, they have what they call a sacrificial anode so it's actually a metal designed to to get attacked to to absorb the corrosion over the other metal components you don't want to be attacked and so just understanding chemistry and which metals uh, are more sensitive or, or have a higher propensity to react in that kind of environment then you put them in there so that way instead of having to swap out or switch out a critical component on your hole or in whatever system you have that has a kind of a corrosive or toxic environment instead of having to spend tons of money always replacing or upkeeping all you gotta do is just replace this uh, sacrificial anode and so that's why it's typically obviously to be cost-effective and the whole point of it is something that uh, is cheaper and easier to replace there you go sacrificial anode so this morning UPS maintenance offered itself up and I gladly accepted its offer and we'll see if something if there's another wrinkle in my plan we'll see what else uh, has to sacrifice so if you could I don't know if you can tell maybe I gotta listen back on these and see if you can inter, uh, infer the interruption in the uh, comms but somebody just called it's another flying my ointment another wrinkle in the equation and I love it good bring it I knew there was something more planned this Monday ah there we go see I am I have a smile on my face if you can't tell because of uh, something else just changed my priority list or got added to the list <laughs> but it'll be fine we'll get it done all right so what y'all think I thought it was a I thought it was a highly productive podcast um, because it all boils back down to being ready for the changes to get thrown your way and here at the very end I got another phone call that changed the dynamic of my day not a ton didn't derail it and it was something I expected. I full-heartedly expected it. I got it. So I got what I wanted. You know how people feel when they get what they wanted? They feel pretty great. You know how people feel when they don't get something they want? Or <laughs> get thrown a curveball? It's the one true constant in life, folks. Change. So I look forward to it. I relish it. I really do. I uh, I fully anticipate it and uh, and embrace it with open arms. That's something that's difficult for people early on to to really wrap their head around. Is is embracing the change, embracing the inevitable. You will want peace and comfort. You're not going to find that unless you live a, a sheltered, quiet, benign life. And I think if you're listening to this podcast, that's not you. 
you don't want life's handouts. You you want you want everything. You want access to the the high roller buffet. And you deserve it. And you'll get it. So let's do it, folks. It's Monday morning. It's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a great week. And it'll be better as long as we work hard. Be nice. Have an awesome day intentionally, folks.